Hey there, everybody. Welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews, the show where we talk about movies. And we're going to talk about a biggie today. My name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And we are going to review Public Enemies. Mm-hmm. That's plural, so you don't think we're reviewing a Jimmy Cagney movie from 70 years ago. Right. This one is directed by Michael Mann, and it stars Johnny Depp as John Dillinger, probably the most famous American criminal of the 20th century, mm-hmm. and Christian Bale as his nemesis, Milton Purvis, who at the time was working for the Bureau of Investigation. It wasn't the Federal Bureau of Investigation back in those days. Right. We're talking about the 30s. 1933, it starts, actually, and ends in 1934. They've crammed a lot of action <laughs> into two and a half hours of this film. Well, let's not forget the beautiful woman who co-stars with Mr. Depp. Oh, absolutely. Her name is Marion Cotillard. You might remember she won a mm-hmm. deserved Oscar for playing Edith Piaf in the yes. French film La Vie en Rose. In this one, she has no accent at all. She plays the girlfriend of John Dillinger. I think the one character that is brilliantly realized less is that of J. Edgar Hoover, played by the wonderful Billy Crudup. I think you're right. Those of us who remember when J. Edgar Hoover was the head of the FBI and all the things that we have heard about him since, I thought Billy Crudup did a sensational job. You don't wind up liking J. Edgar Hoover very much either, and I think it is he who sets the tone Mm -hmm. for brutality and corruption for the FBI in this film. Well, here is my argument to why this movie doesn't work, and I think it should have been a great, big, wonderful, fabulous movie, and instead it just barely passes good. It's the direction here that doesn't work for this movie. Not just the direction of the film, but the way Michael Mann directed his actors as well. I didn't think that the way Johnny Depp for example, played Mr. Dillinger, public enemy number one, was right. And I'll tell you why, Les. Okay, fire away. John Dillinger robbed a bank with no experience, with no training. And then he led a life of merry chase across the country, uh, robbing banks. He was all over the place. And he did it with a lot of chutzpah, a lot of blaze, a lot of glory. And he must have been a tremendous leader and a tremendous extrovert. As played by Johnny Depp, John Dillinger becomes a moody, gloomy, kind of introverted, introspective character. And I didn't think that helped this particular movie. That's such a good point, Anne. If you remember back in the 40s, they did a film called Dillinger, a very low budget movie, sure. starring Lawrence Tierney as John Dillinger. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Tierney was not one tenth the actor that Johnny Depp is, but he was better as Dillinger than Johnny Depp is in this film. Plus, we don't have any idea as to why John Dillinger becomes a crook, why he becomes a gangster. What were the roots? What was his background? Why did he choose a life of crime? None of that is explored in the film, and as a result, it's very difficult to care about the character. I'll tell you who you do care about. You care about Johnny Depp. Well, certainly the women cared a lot about Johnny Depp. And as a result, when you see the ending coming and you know what it is because it's part of history, John Dillinger is gunned down as he exits It's a movie theater with two women on either side of him. Well, what can I say? You have a sense of dread, not because of Dillinger, but because it's Johnny Depp up there, and you don't want to see him go. That's why the movie really doesn't work. You're not involved. You're not engaged with the characters. There's another reason why this movie doesn't work. 
again, you know, when I talk about an actor this way, it upsets me because I don't want to put down anybody. But I've got to tell you that, to me, Christian Bale is the least interesting actor I have seen on the screen in 20 years. Mm -hmm. No matter what he does, somebody steals the picture right out from under him, even when he is the star. Remember him in The Dark Knight? He was Batman. Do you remember him? No. You remember Heath Ledger. If you remember all the things he's done where he just fades into the background and in this particular role and in his defense I guess the role of Melvin Purvis is very difficult anyway because it's a very one-dimensional role but he brings nothing to it. Well again he is directed in a part to play Melvin Purvis as kind of a fool and every time Purvis comes close to capturing John Dillinger, of course Dillinger outwits him. What should have been an equal cat and mouse game turns out to be very one-sided, with Christian Bale's character looking like an idiot most of the movie, really flat-footed. And it doesn't create that kind of on-screen tension that this movie purportedly wanted to have. Now, there are a whole lot of other problems with the movie, too. And that is, if you're a history buff and you go to see this movie, you're going to catch tons of anachronisms and historical misfacts. And I want to point out a couple. First of all, Pretty Boy Floyd and Babyface Nelson are two gangsters that were on the scene about the same time, right, as John Dillinger. Sure. In this film, they are killed before Dillinger. In true life, they were killed much after John Dillinger. So, I mean, they seem to not care about facts like that. And I tell you the truth, Les, when you're doing a biopic like this, I think you have to be a little bit more careful when you're structuring your story. I can understand how you want to make it work from a dramatic point of view, but, you know, you really can't get away with having people killed on screen before it really happens in real life. That's very true. By the way, Pretty Boy Floyd is played by Channing Tatum, Mm -hmm. who is supposed to be a big hunk around Hollywood. You won't even notice him in this movie. Right. The movie starts out very slowly. Most of it is shot in the dark. I guarantee you that if you rent this film... When you go home, you better turn off every light in your house or you're not going to be able to see what's going on. I could hardly see what was going on in the theater. Right. Apparently, Michael Mann decided to shoot this in high def, a different kind of technique than he has used before. Yes. I thought that it did not help the movie very much. I thought the cinematography in a couple of scenes was quite good, but in others, mainly the gunfight sequence up at the lodge, I didn't think that was very well done either. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it looked very good. It didn't look very good, and I couldn't tell who was shooting who because everybody was either. wearing suits and hats like in the 30s. You know, half the time I couldn't recognize the bad guys from the Bureau of Investigation. I think that there are two scenes of torture in this film that make you want to look away. Oh, I'm sure you're referring to that brutal sequence with Marion Cotillard as Billy when she's being interrogated. Oh, that was rough going. I think that most of the film is painful to watch. There's a lot of people killed, obviously, but for some reason, you don't feel anything about any of them. The only thing that you feel bad about, as you mentioned, is Johnny Depp dying. Not John Dillinger dying, but Johnny Depp dying. Well, you know, Les, we've been knocking this movie pretty hard. It's not bad. It's just that my expectations for it were so much higher than what was delivered. And that's just a disappointment for me, and I think you feel the same way. And I'm sure the critics would agree if we were to put all of the newspaper guys in the same room and have them tell us what they thought of the movie. 
movie. I think we pretty much all be on the same team this time. I think so. There were a lot of things that you're going to wish had been done differently. And because of this, Anne, and mm-hmm. because of the, again, forgive me, the really awful performance of Christian Bale, I am going to give this film a yellow light. Oh, because I thought you were heading towards a red light. Okay. Well, here's what I think. You could do worse than look at the beautiful Marion Cotillard, who's a wonderful actress, and of course, the stunning and very much matinee idol looks of Johnny Depp. And he does come up with another fascinating take on a character. He sort of channels Elvis Presley's voice throughout the movie. (laughs) And it's wonderful to see him in those 30s suits and the great fedoras and so on. So, you know, I'm going to say you could do worse than spend two and a half hours with these public enemies. So I'm going to give the movie a flickering dim yellow light as well. Two yellow lights for Public Enemies, directed by Michael Mann, starring Johnny Depp, Christian Bale, and Marion Cotillard. Bonnie and Clyde, it ain't. And it also ain't Once Upon a Time in America or Goodfellas. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) I guess what it is is public enemies. (laughs) I guess it is public enemies. Well, we're going to come back to review another film very, very soon. We can't wait to do that because we love to go to the movies and then we love to bat it around between us. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we hope that we're going to maybe run into you having as good a time as we do at the movies. Hi, I'm Christina Yerling Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts.